If you stack short, go rob a bank. Rob your own mother. Say your sister's pussy. There's no excuses. Welcome to Midnight Movie Night, where we discuss some of the most enjoyably bad movies of all time. I'm your host, Kevin Heisinger. Joining with me all the way from Sacramento, returning. He's hilarious, and he's a comedian. Also has, would you say it's like a YouTube show or a podcast called The Epic Tiki? It's Luke um, Soin. Yeah, what's up? Hey, everybody. I'm Luke Soin. Um, yeah, like, I have a YouTube channel called Epic Tiki, and there's a podcast on there. There's sketches. There's... There's various things, but mostly I've been posting podcasts because it's like the easiest thing to make. It has, especially in COVID right now. I haven't done any stand-up. I've just been doing this podcast, but it's the perfect time, I think, for podcasting. Yeah. And it's been nice because I get to keep in touch with all my sat comedian buddies because we all just on Zoom meetings and stuff. But yeah, totally. not only that, but we get to talk about shit movies, which is something else I'm really passionate about. And oh, yeah. And you recommended this, so I made you suffer through it again. We're talking about, I think this is the second worst thing to happen in 2020. Is, Wait, when you say you, do you mean like the audience recommended it? No, you, Luke Soin, told me you got on the Star Wars episode, uh, Attack of the Clones. You said oh, you guys should fuck. do the tax collector. I just watched that and it was hilarious. And I have it. I have the audience. (laughs) You don't believe me. It's on the podcast. We have it recorded. I I believe you because that's probably that's probably yeah, it's like when I saw it because it came out, it was like streaming and it was new and I was at my mom's house and we were like out of movies to watch and we were just like, I guess we should watch the tax collector. It's new. <laughs> I know people are so, I don't get that. They're just like, we got to watch something new. I don't need something new. And for me, I'm a cinephile, I guess you could say, or I was accused of being a cinephile, but I was acquitted, but I watch a lot of movies and I'm just, I'm, I'm content. I am a cinephile. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually, I really want to get into like weird or not weird, but just old movies. Cause I, I heard a podcast the empire movies podcast recently. They had one. Right with Edgar Wright and then they did this like two hour interview with him and Quentin Tarantino or it was like three hours almost and it's really cool they talk about like British films and they bring up all these names and titles and I'm just there's a list you can find it somewhere but Uh, yeah especially Tarantino anything he says that dude lives and breathes film and it's just fucking crazy and you should just look up some of this called Rolling Thunder and it's amazing there's this amazing (laughs) scene where where Tommy Lee Jones walks in and he says I know where the guys who did it are and it's so good. It's so funny. He's he's awesome. Sorry, yeah, I got it really. <laughs> no, you got your you got your stuff going. It's funny. And <laughs> I will say it's um crazy because this movie is it came out and God. Well, what's funny? We gotta talk about David Ayer for a second. This guy has had such a weird career, and it is yeah, so bizarre. I mean, <laughs> I mean he started off as a writer, he did training day. He wrote that was his big first breakthrough. It was such a great movie. And like it has such great twists and turns. And then, I mean, he started directing a little bit. He directed like some gangster films that weren't that good. But then he did End of Watch, which I thought was pretty solid with he, Jake Gyllenhaal. It says he helped, he helped write Fast and Furious. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not surprising. Not at all. He does a lot of bro gangster films. I'm not to yeah. <laughs> who else so sorry Ready? oh there's I mean, like there's a few credits for fast and furious but 
as yeah, there should be. Screenplay. And then, and then he, he also, oh, sorry. He also wrote U571. There and you then go. he, then it started to kind of go downhill because after training day, it's like dark blue, SWAT, harsh times, end of watch. And I haven't even I mean, seen I will like say end of watch, I thought it was pretty solid. I think that's okay. one of his only good things that he did. Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena, who's a Scientologist, but I forgive him. It's okay. <laughs> I know Michael Pena is like the coolest Scientologist. It's like, I would say if my favorite Scientologists are him and then Tom Cruise, and I know Tom Cruise is crazy, but Fury's not a bad film. He wrote that. He did. He directed that, and I I did see that. It was okay. I thought it was a little too Oscar baity for me, and it was, I was yeah. kind of on the fence about that, but I will say it is much better than that dumpster fire that is Suicide Squad, which was his next film, which might be coming up on the podcast. That's his greatest failure, I would say. It really, this is when it really started going downhill because <laughs> studio intervention, all sorts of shit. And it just was such a dud. And we were kept, we kept rooting for him. Like, you made a couple good movies. Maybe you could recover. But then he did Bright with Will Smith. And oh, yeah. that was, I couldn't even watch that or finish it. It was there- just... It says on here on IMDb, it says Bright 2 announced. So they're. Oh, making- geez. I'm sorry, David. You, you're still kicking it. You're still. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I watched maybe 10 minutes of that and I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know why this is. It's such I a just- cool. It's such a cool idea, but the execution of it is so very bad. It's just like. Yeah, the script too. I was just like, what? I don't. It's a metaphor for, you know, so boring and terrible, but it's like the idea that we it's you know what it's like is uh, fuck the the Pixar movie. It's almost like that. The one from last year, not soul, but the other one. um, Coco. No, 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 no. no. Uh, Story for the one with Chris Pratt and Tom Holland is the the main characters. It's like I should know the name, but it's the one with the van and they their brothers and they're trying to get their dad. Oh, the van brothers. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't follow Pixar. I don't really watch. Okay. I'll find it really quick. But yeah. <laughs> Please, this is important. But <laughs> he did bright, which was weird. And what's funny because they announced this movie. Onward. It's called Onward, Onward. and Upward. Is that the sequel is gonna be upward? please i sure hope so and then it's about superheroes but I really i hope so but then then like because they announced this movie and they showed all these pics of shia labeouf all tatted up and he's all badass yeah. this motherfucker tattooed his whole chest and they promoted it like look david ayer's back he's he's gangster again he's trading day he's end of watch this movie's gonna be the shit and then it came out and not so much this the reviews came out and i saw it was at 27 percent. just oh damn and my first thought was shia labeouf tatted his chest for no reason this was worse he ruined his ears he got cauliflower ear on both ears (laughs) and it's not makeup he actually did that on purpose and not only that we should probably address that shia labeouf has had some allegations Yes. To come to the surprise of maybe no one that this fucking guy who was abused by his father and forced into basically almost child slavery, just making him do all these shows and, you know, just to pay for his father. So to hear that he's also kind of a psychopath and he beats women. I'm like, I'm not surprised, but I'm sad only because I do. I do enjoy his acting. I will say I did like him in American Honey. I like Peanut Butter Falcon. 
I haven't seen either other. of those, but I want to. I'm still there. gonna watch him. It it's like I'm not yeah, I'm not saying what he did was okay or that I like what like, but it's like if you can see why he did it, then it's kind of understandable. It's not like like Kevin Spacey, it's like, well, he just was a creepy guy. Like Shia LaBeouf has got demons, you know, so it's like, yeah. And but I mean, Kevin Spacey did has demons too. I heard a rumor that he was like raped by his dad, which is, oh, yeah, you know, and it's not, doesn't make it okay. Same with Shia LaBeouf. Like, I'm sorry yeah. the awful things happen to you, but they're also kind of like, you know, ruining other people's lives in return. Like, just get some help, guys. It's, I've heard people talk about that. It's like a vampire thing. It's like, if it happens to you, then you turn into one. It's really creepy. Yeah. I don't really it's and it's too bad i will say i still shia is like it's okay like i'm sorry what happened to you but just stop killing stray dogs that's just rude that's a little was that one of the things he did for this film apparently he talked about to get into the mindset of a killer he killed some stray dogs yeah and it's that's really fucking sad because this movie I don't believe him at all in this role. Not at all. Not I was so bit. he's he's called Creeper and he's <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He's supposed to be this hard motherfucker, but I just kept writing down I'm like it's just Shia LaBeouf. He's just hanging out. <laughs> just yeah. He just widens his eyes a bunch and he's really serious. And then he did some kind of cool diet so that his jawline is really well defined. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he looks so good. He's got a cool haircut. And he wears his sunglasses like, you know, two, two inches higher than they're supposed to be. But he never. And that's how you know he's the devil. Yeah. (laughs) You know who I am. Yeah. You know Um, how else you know is they constantly tell you he's the devil. They never show you. They don't. Yeah, no, he's the worst. He's so hard. He's so badass to the point where I I don't know. Did you catch this? Did he kill anyone in this movie? No, no, not one person. We just see him maybe taking bodies away, but okay. This Congrats. this movie, like I was text, we were texting while I was finishing yeah. up just now, and I was saying it commits the the number one sin a screenplay can commit or a film is you know you're supposed to show not tell, and this movie right. all it does is tell. It's constantly people telling other people who someone is or what they've done before or why they are about to do something instead of just doing it and showing you what's happening. And so it's like, yeah, they just keep telling you how much of a crazy guy creeper is. And then the worst thing he does is he holds a drill in front of a guy. That's all. (laughs) I wrote that down. Just and he rolls up to his chest. Like, look at me. All right. And then he steps on his shoe and he's like, sorry about your shoe, Holmes. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's that's, oh, darn. Look how bad. I mean, we'll talk like the first scene. uh, What's her face? Which, oh. God, this fucking lead guy, Bobby Soto, this, and he's our kingpin. He's our lead. He's the hard ass. And I'm sorry, but like he's gay, right? This actor's <laughs> gay. <laughs> he's, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like he's, how do I don't believe him as being not a at all. Like, guy? Oh, let's get this badass. Let's get Lance Bass in there just to be this hard motherfucker. Just, oh, like, look at me, my me familia. But, well yeah it's like he's too pretty like he doesn't have any scars he doesn't look scary he just yeah it's like he like the opening scene i'm like okay here's this family man okay and he's just like doing his morning routine all this stuff he's praying and i keep writing okay this is a this is a gangster film question mark because then it leads to oh well now you find out where i get my money from and then he goes to his gun shop 
and with his cousin, right? That girl. I mean, so first off, he walks in gun shop and she had like this fucking party. And, yeah. And this other girl, and she goes, What the fuck you doing here? Just work, <laughs> I work here. <laughs> and both of them are so nonchalant about the fact that she just threw this giant party and was hanging out as place of work. And they're he's both pretty upset about it. I just you kind just can't of. tell because he's a bad actor. Yeah, no, but he's not only is he only kind of upset that she fucked him over and stole money from him, but she is giving him attitude right back. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're working for your cut. Oh, but it's his familia. Exactly. So I was about to say, it's yeah, the theme it's of the film. It's like, he forgives her because familia. Familia. It's so... Because, <laughs> yeah, she stole money from the register and he does not care. But it, he's he's a forgiving guy, which we'll kind of find out. I don't really know. You know, what, you know what else I just thought? It's like, it's really... I think it's really fucked up that, like, he's, a, he's the tax collector, right? So he collects money. He's a money right. guy. So, like... It's super fucked up that his name is David because they were. It's almost like they were like, "What's the most? What's the most Jewish name we can give him and still be a Mexican name like David?" So they yeah. just picked David. I'm just thinking, like, dude, this is so awful. <laughs> it is so bad, and I will say any because... number of any other Mexican name, but they were like, no, the Jewiest one we can find. <laughs> <laughs> and what's hilarious, I mean, so Shia LaBeouf comes in and his character intro is literally just walks through the door. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, hey, Creeper. <laughs> That's his fucking name. It's his thing. It's what he does. It's you, not- you know what else, though, too, is like with Creeper, they keep wanting you to believe he's scary, but they undercut him constantly with the family because like yeah. the cousin fun of him they're at the party like that later which i don't even know what the party's for yeah the quinceanera 15 right but it's like for a a girl that's like on screen for 20 seconds we like never see her they're just looking for a reason to party it doesn't matter who it's for why they're there just take some time to show them being familia what else can we do (laughs) that's all we care about yeah Uh, but he gets made fun of the girl's like oh, remember when you gave me those three STDs? And he's like, oh, come on. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't believe that he's scary anymore. He's no, now he's I, just a clown. <laughs> like, because he's just hanging out. And like, when we see him chatting it up, they're just kind of improv. Like, look at all these girls I'm fucking. And it's like, okay, this is just Shia LaBeouf talking. This is, he's not a killer. He was, he was just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> a guy with a lot of tats and sunglasses. Congrats, Shia. You're really. Do they ever, do they ever explain why he's like a white guy? No, never. It is. I don't <laughs> like the first time I, I watched it, I had this memory of like a line that's like, oh, he's like one eighth Hispanic. And that's why like, he's somebody's cousin's brother. But that's then I, you, he's familiar. <laughs> but I don't. But I saw it just now. I watched it again and I didn't see that line. So there's no explanation. He's just a white guy in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. They never explain it. They just needed a famous person, but they couldn't they couldn't get a mexican just like this lead dupe we why is he in this fucking movie it was i think it was a contract like we'll give you because right. the budget of this movie which i don't believe them this movie was money laundering was 30 million this movie was not 30 million dollars <laughs> not at all every scene is in like a sound stage or an apartment yeah, it's like handheld not for artistic value but because they didn't have a no. tripod and it was just not it did not this looked like someone's first movie which blows my fucking mind because this is David Ayer and he's made a lot of movies, a lot of yeah. better movies, two, yeah. I would say, good movies. <laughs> and he's wrote good movies too. 
and yeah. he wrote and directed this and i just it's such a large step back for someone you know like it's such a it's sad because we it's were so underbaked it. it's like it just feels like it needed more time in the oven like they didn't rewrite the script a bunch they didn't storyboard anything they didn't like just make sure the plot like followed any kind of coherent structure just things happen for no reason yeah like, the conejo guy it's like where they Who sort of say guy? like oh he's from he's from uh jalisco and you're like all right why you know like this <laughs> Who are the people above guy? him that matter? You know, it's like, yeah, we. I don't, get I don't know where he falls on the structure because they're talking about wizard. Spoilers, it's his dad. It is <laughs> uh, David's dad, but it's like they just pretend it's like so. Wizard is the same as Conejo, but then Wizard pulls the strings and he's dead, kind of, but not really. It's like what the fuck? Like I don't know. I don't understand this family. They spent so much time building up. This is what I do. I collect taxes. And if you don't have the taxes, I kill you. That's how it yeah. works out here. But then, and they spend so much time building that up only to reveal, oh, things are different now. We have Conejo, we have this other guy. Which but, is so funny when he walks in the room and he's just wearing a kimono, like we're supposed to be afraid of. <laughs> oh no, he's got oh, a oh, no. on. This fucking guy, the whole scene where, oh my God. So that we find out, yeah, Conejo's the bad guy and that we should be afraid of him. And all these dudes with guns surround him, but Creeper and the lead dude are just chilling, just not intimidated. Like we could die right now, but just fuck you i'm a tax collector what's your problem this is this i've been is in millions of situations like this yeah and doesn't understand but then we find out which we were texting which was cracking me up this whole scene <laughs> oh when we find out Kaneho means business we his ritual that he his mural and he's got like a the famous like star of david with a bunch of candles but, he, like pentagrams on the wall too like i feel like they yeah. didn't try they were just like they just like Google image searched evil like runes. <laughs> and then they were just like, let's really, paint it all on the wall, like anything. I, it was just so crazy. And I just, there was, he, what was funny is like, you have this giant mural or whatever. And what caught me off guard is he's like drinking tequila and he's just spitting on it. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> he just literally, that wasn't so scary. And then. I think it's supposed to be like, you know, Santeria, black magic stuff. Something. something i really yeah. but him but, just it wasn't it's scary because he's just going <laughs> onto this giant mural whatever the fuck yeah. but then he and just then, turns around and he's like bring me the girl and then like a woman is just in the wall painting she is same. we got the wallpaper girl in this yeah. film <laughs> oh my god we have this giant design on this wall and we find out that she pops up and her only job is to just stand there all day and they his just pull is so hard. He's got his even his wallpaper is bitches. <laughs> even his, <laughs> his wall works for him, but yeah. and but his wall has titties, you know. It's like <laughs> not just because it's all about the game. And then he has another bitch that he just murders so he can he murders. We have a whole sacrifice. And what caught me off guard, normally these these sacrifice scenes is someone who's like, no, don't please, and they're begging for their life. But this girl, she's into it. She's like, kill me. I'm going to get sacrificed. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, she's really. like brainwashed. And she's hot too. Like, she's, I know. Like, why? She's like, like, really pretty. Yeah, I know. Like, why would you waste? You could use her. She was I, arguably, well, actually, I don't know what the wallpaper girl looks like, but why? Why was she? She was pretty she was, hot. You know what? Like, I bet 
I bet what happens is you, you get groomed, like you get abducted as a child, you get groomed. And then at some point you become wallpaper girl. And then after you become <laughs> wallpaper girl for a while, you become sacrifice girl. Yeah. So it's really probably to rotate, you know, I really don't understand the hierarchy of this cult led by Kaneho, but it's just, it's not a happy one. We're not supposed, I don't, I'm not rooting for him. I don't like this guy. He's, He's doing things, but also, and we do have to talk about something that really pulled me out of the film, which is George Lopez. Yes. <laughs> Every time he's on the screen. I was so confused. I'm like, is this supposed to be, okay, wait, oh, there's George Lopez. He plays the lead guy's uncle. And I'm like, okay, is he going to be funny? Is he the comedic relief? No, he's just, this is supposed to be like his dramatic acting, his breakthrough. Not so much in this. Not, I was not convinced. I did not really. And his whole scenes, I love. There's this one part when he's talking to him about Kaneho and uh, what's his face. The lead guy gets up and leaves. Like, wait, don't you leave without? I tell you when you can fucking leave. Come back yeah. here. And he tells him like, <laughs> "You bad, but you ain't that bad." Yeah. <laughs> Now you can leave. Well, you made him fucking wait. You so you yelled at him just to show you have power over him. Like, sit down. And he says one thing. He goes, okay, bye. <laughs> like, I just wanted to tell you. But it's and also so unbelievable because George Lopez is not scary. There's nothing street about him. He's like, I texted you. I was like, he's like a, he's like Mexican Santa Claus to yeah, me. Yeah, he's not. He's like, really, he just looks he's like just, a rosy cheeked old man who wants to give you presents. Like, if you're <laughs> going to try to have a dramatic breakthrough, it should have been a while ago because now it's just, oh, here's this sitcom guy. Oh, but he's, he's tough. I think Kevin James did that too, where he was like a serial killer and something, but everyone's like, no, Kevin, it's, it's really, too, it's too, he was. I think it came what out. movie? That's so I funny. forgot what it's called. I think it came out last year and it was supposed to be. Like his breakthrough, where everyone's just kind of like, yeah, just just go back to what you're good at. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, I guess you applaud them for trying something new, though. At least trying to be serious. I mean, people like Adam Sandler, you know, Jim Carrey can pull it off. It's not for everyone. Sometimes you got to stick to what you're good at. But right, that's what makes me sad about this movie too, though. Is I always when I watch movies like this, I just think about the actor or the gaffer, like just anyone who's working on this film, and they're just like oh like I'm I'm in Hollywood we're doing it we're making a film and then you're just you're just on like a piece of trash movie like yeah. and it's not even a direct DVD like Transmorphers type of thing it's like this trying is to be good yeah it's like actually like there's some pedigree involved it feels like it's supposed to be good and then it just ends up being like a steaming so pile much. of fish you know and that's the thing you never really know sometimes because i mean no. i live in la not to brag and i have been in <laughs> i've been in a few films again i'm not i'm just shooting the shit right here i'm not trying to brag but when you're on a movie set and you see how things are done and like you never really like it seems professional but you just don't know what the end product is going to be and really what just movies boy, were you in are you were you doing I extra was. work or were you in stuff? oh i was i was an extra and a stand-in and what's oh. weird is that these both these movies have wrapped filming it was called future days and notorious nick those were a couple and these editors have been quarantined for over a year and still haven't finished it like it still hasn't come out yet so might never they're still in post-production i just maybe they had to do reshoots and they weren't able to do them yeah yet. i'm that's what i'm assuming because i mean they've had nothing but time and it's i'm sure they're gonna be bad i was in a movie 
called Ball Buster, which is sitting at a maybe oh, two out of ten yeah. on IMDb. I haven't yeah. seen that movie, but I've oh, watched don't the even a few times, and I, it's like don't even like, bother. It looks like a homemade film. It looks oh, so I don't know what the fuck that was. Poor Jerry O'Connell, you know, I like you, bud. I'm glad you got your paycheck, but just maybe just have some, you know, respect. Like, do something. It's, that was Marcus Allen's fault, right? Like, he wanted to make a movie and he wrote something and it wasn't good, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, I really, I don't know. Sorry, Marcus Allen. I like you. I don't have anything against you. I just knock it off. Like, I just <laughs> <laughs> learn your Dude. shit. You, have you heard of the YouTube channel Lessons from the Screenplay? Because, you know, it's, there's a lot of resources out there. Yeah. And not only that, I forgot that for some reason, George Lopez and the lead guy know how to sign language to each other. That's like their secret language. I don't understand. Oh, my God. Yes. That was so that. stupid. It made no sense. At all. <laughs> They're, oh, it's, a, it's his nephew. Like that's their relationship. Okay, cool. Is it, and it's they're like, right. is it even real sign language, or is it their no, own made up like their baseball own. one where they're just like, you know, <laughs> they got like, subtitles for everything. Just why, why? <laughs> you know what's funny too is they do subtitles when sometimes there's like a sentence where half of it's in Spanish, half of it's in English. And, and half of it's they write in the whole sentence out. Yeah, I did recognize. I'm like, wait, he just said half of it. Like, why even what? <laughs> so half of Kaneo's shit. Oh, it's so bad. But I do. I want to just so the audience knows, I do want to play a quick audio clip. This is supposed to be the hard ass montage. This is to show you what a badass the tax collector is, but not so much because of our lead guy. All the dope you sell. The women you sell, the paisas you make pay rent. Every movida, every money lick, every little tiny danza. The big homies get their cut. And the wizard is the king no matter what. Do not test that. He's he's not he's not tough, guys. He's not. Why are you why are you trying to make this guy a thing? He's not a thing. It's his voice is like it sounds like I I can't think of like a metaphor for like how lame his voice is. It's just like you said he's like a gay Anakin Skywalker, right? <laughs> no, Mexican Anakin Skywalker or like gay Aladdin. Yeah, Galadin. <laughs> oh, that was he... not just the women. But the men, not just the men, but the women. And oh, the he's, he's tough. He, I really don't understand. And then, because, I mean, at first, like, it's him and Creeper going about their thing. Maybe the movie would have worked better if him and Creeper were just kind of doing that the whole time. But we have this whole feud with Kaneho, who wants to take over. And the whole movie is just Kaneho. And him, like he wants to pledge allegiance, Kaneho, and we're like, what's his face says no. And then Kaneho kills all of them. Our, our lead guy gets revenge. Yeah. The end. Like it's so basic. It's such a why even with You're training right, though, day, yeah. Earlier you said something about like how it's about tax collecting and then all of a sudden it's not. And you're right, it's like it's so weird. It would have like even just I I might be wrong here, but I feel like even just making the story where Conejo's like a guy who won't pay the taxes and now he's amassed yes. some kind of army of gun guys 
like that would have been that would have made more sense than just he just shows up to one of the other guys that's supposed to pay him and tells him i'm the guy now and yeah it just it just like it makes zero sense like where does he come from and, and not only that, I mean, because when you look at Training Day, which is actually a good movie, the whole time you think that he's training him to be a cop, but then the movie pulls a 180 and it's like, no, 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 Denzel's trying to set him up. And then it's about Ethan Hawke getting revenge. And we didn't see that coming. And that was cool. And it was unpredictable. Uh-huh. And also just Denzel just fucking killing it and his character. Yeah. But again, it's just such a fun, it's just such a basic formula. It's, okay, I'm going to kill your gang. Then I, oh, I survived. I'm going to kill you now the end it's just there's no like okay i guess we're just rooting for this guy if it was maybe a few days in the tax collector life that would have been maybe more interesting instead of just setting up what it kind of is and then just to be like no i'm i'm in charge now i'm conejo i i drink tequila and spit it I work at a Lexus dealership and I'm bored. So now I'm doing this. That's what it, <laughs> it feels really, like. It really is. And especially, I like, there's that one scene when Creeper and the lead dude walk into a guy getting a tattoo. Oh, yeah. And Creeper goes, hold on. Let me finish this. And he finishes his tattoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, isn't the idea that he's going to mess up the tattoo? Because yes. they're like, oh, he might not have the money, but then he does. Yeah, they set it up like something bad's going to happen, but then he actually just goes, oh, here you go. It's nice. It's pretty. It's like mine. <laughs> just what the fuck? They don't even show you what he was doing. Like, it would have been a fun gag if he drew, like, a smiley face. That would have been cool. We, or, like, look a at us. We have so many more better ideas for you, David. You should be listening. But Yeah, I don't know why he isn't. And because And that happens again, too. There's these things that kind of get set up, but then just get thrown away. Like when, you know, he's with his wife and he's all covered in blood. It's like, oh, shit, it's the cops. Oh, God, they got their lights on. It's fine. They drove away. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. All these things that are like a problem for two seconds and then they just go away. Yeah, I really don't. This this movie feels like instead of instead of making the film that it was supposed to be, they just had all the deleted scenes and they tried to make a movie out of those. Really? Yeah. Which is funny you say <laughs> that. Cause they did that exact same thing with Anchorman. They did a little sequel right after, and it was literally cause they had so much footage and they tried to make it, it's called wake up Ron Burgundy. And oh, they tried to, yeah. And they tried to make a movie about it and it was just weird. It, it's kind of funny, but it just doesn't make sense. Cause it's not a movie. It's literally just deleted scenes from a movie. Yeah. But it's like improv stuff. scenes that are fancy because they filmed them and they wore costumes. Right, yeah, it doesn't make, there's no narrative. It makes absolutely no sense. But yeah, it's just, so Conejo reveals that he cut off his uncle's head. We see George Lopez in the club, in the cooler. Yeah. I did not, I was just like, because it was such a fake head. I was like, wait, is that George Lopez? Is that? Yeah. It was, but shit happens you know you gotta he tells him again like you gotta gotta be loyal to me i just killed your fucking uncle and still hardly do just no, i'm good <laughs> just he doesn't even really he's not even really phased just oh well this guy might mean business but i think i'm okay well all he does is he kind of just goes like like he just gets like a huh. tough face and then he just kind of like oh, well, what the hell man what what like that's all that's as far as his anger can go because that's like his range of acting it really there's not much he's not tough and he's not even sad when you know stuff happens to him because i feel almost feel like oh sorry go ahead i mean we got that scene but we also 
<laughs> I mean, we got the quinceanera, that whole fucking scene. Supposed to be a party. And we find out Creeper likes killing people. He has like this big old monologue when he talks about, I am their God. This is what I do. I kill people. People cry. People shit themselves. Like It wasn't, it wasn't convincing. I will. Well, it's also like, it's more of that telling and not showing. It's like, yeah. But the problem, I think what they wanted to do is they were trying to balance like, these are the heroes and the protagonists. So they have to be good, but they're also gangsters and they kill people, but we can't, we can't show that because then now he's a bad like if you showed if they had a scene where creeper was like mutilating someone's face you know like yeah then, they actually you didn't have to tell me you're the devil do something because again exactly. he doesn't he doesn't kill anybody we just see the aftermath of maybe something he did with that whole yeah. montage but yeah but that first scene where they have that that nervous guy who ends up having a leukemia child for you know like whatever. yeah because that, he tries to get his money yeah that first scene was the opera that was where you do that that's where you you strap the guy down on the ground and you light his hand on fire with gasoline or whatever you know like something to make us go okay creeper is real he's scary you know his veins are popping out of his head he's like laughing as he's chewing the skin off the guy's finger like you know something you know something yeah like it'd be like (laughs) good fellas except joe pesci we never see him do anything we just see him yelling all the time <laughs> and then just disposing yeah. of the bodies it's not or, or reservoir dogs like instead of you know doesn't he cut his ear off or some Mr. shit Blonde, all, yeah yeah it's i haven't seen that for a long time but oh, i remember so that good. that makes you go like oh fuck this guy doesn't he means business this is yeah, real because the whole time he's just so quiet and unnerving and you're like what's wrong with him and then they show you oh there's something very wrong with him but again this movie yeah it's just that's what i was doing in my film (laughs) like you have to show and not tell and i I told so many young filmmakers this like when i meet them they ask me at parties like quentin well i'm such a fan i love you it's like well don't you shut up you know like are you showing and not telling okay he's showing off over (laughs) here his quentin impression it's coming up on his pocket (laughs) fun to do where's your do you have any impressions just throw drop them in real that's quick. That's a good question. That's one of the things I've been so like not afraid to do. I just don't know how you start it. I just uh, I got one of Keanu Reeves where I just go, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that was like honestly, my whole joke. <laughs> it's what it is is you just kind of you just keep doing it, right? When you're yeah, when you're watching stuff, you just say what people are saying and you sound like a crazy person alone in your house your apartment and whatever and then i do that on the reg so i might as well make you know so <laughs> like make some profit actually learn something i should yeah. i got a low enough voice i should try but yeah no. you could probably pull off a lot of different voices if you, you i know. wanted to be a voice actor i still do seems like an easy paycheck just get can you, that can you do like a liam neeson i feel like you could do liam neeson i don't know <laughs> i haven't tried i should i'm gonna watch taken i watched a what was that schindler's list it was okay it wasn't as funny as some people said it was it was mostly different. who said it was funny uh, <laughs> no i'm just i'm just dicking around <laughs> but You're like i have this german friend named klaus and he was like hilarious <laughs> <laughs> a little weird i wonder wonder what he's up to but I mean, what else? Probably getting his head shaved off. Yeah, you know, he's he's got a lot of memorabilia. But I mean, so... And it's not for Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I just, there's that whole scene. So he has ties with the Bloods. And like, we find out our lead dude, he's got some good, he has good blood with the Bloods. But that's like, that's the one thing that that's actually kind of cool is that scene where he, 
he he breaks up a dispute and he like sorts it out and he's like no 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 this is this is not okay and then he yeah. goes and makes it right and that ends up paying off for him and that's like one of the only things in this movie that that's is like really actually shadowed yeah or does yeah. anything really because I just love that line where we go, this motherfucker was sexting the fuck out of her. <laughs> and he, yeah. and he's trying to fuck my girl. But he goes, no, this ain't right. This ain't Vietnam homes. <laughs> this is, this is that. that's not how we do it out here. And he makes it right well, with the Bloods. You know what's great too is the leader of the Bloods goes, hey, you're a candle in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy, yeah, who comes in later is like, he's a good guy. I love this guy. <laughs> so yeah. Suck his dick. But. He says it twice. Like when they're all meeting up to go and like go fight Conejo, they, right. he says it again. He's like, yo, this, this dude, man, he's my man. He's a bro. He's a candle in the darkness. <laughs> I love this. I said that earlier. You might have not heard me. I wanted to say it again because it's it was so fucking poetic, clever. Okay? It really, I'm not very poetic in my life. I want more people to know that. But That also it, felt like a role that's like, why isn't it like somebody that we know? Yeah, there wasn't like, really. Besides Shia, I didn't recognize. Oh, well, George Lopez. And again, yeah. <laughs> that's the that was our that was our big name for this film. And I again, I don't believe that this was thirty million. If you had thirty million, you probably could have got you know, twenty of that million went to Shia LaBeouf. That's what probably that was their biggest name <laughs> because he really was. Besides, again, George Lopez. I really there's they were also, just your, there's like a blink and you'll miss it almost cameo of the guy who plays number two or three in umbrella academy oh i have not seen that oh okay it's like the guy who throws knives really good like he has this he has like a power to throw knives and move them around in the air and he's in the movie he's like the guy in the blue the nice collared blue shirt in the tire shop right before they all get fucked up by the pipe bomb right we do get a pipe bomb they they get fucked up they he the Kaneho just goes ape shit and he just imagine getting fucked up by a nail covered pipe bomb that would be so horrific yeah sounds like something on jackass but oh but i mean (laughs) i'm steve-o and this is nail pipe bomb (laughs) welcome to jacket i can't believe they're doing a fourth one but you know and they left bam margera out of it i can't imagine why it's not like he's been a train wreck for the last 11 years if you follow him on insta it is probably the saddest thing i've ever seen he's been trying to get people to boycott the movie because they didn't put him in it i saw that video and i because i watch cringe videos and i watched that because he's all he's wasted and he went on live feed talking about fuck jackass they kicked me off because i couldn't stay sober hold on and then he pukes it is really (laughs) what really i didn't see that it is such a sad downward spiral but you know he was always kind of an asshole so it's hard it's like i'm trying to like have sympathy but he just is not and i did i met him he's he was at and this is how sad it is he was at a sacramento horror convention signing autographs and getting money from that and did he have a giant neon heartogram behind him while he was signing (laughs) no just pictures of jackass but he did not did not look well and this was maybe a year or two ago and bam again if you're listening get your shit together man it's been (laughs) it's been a while i just i'm i want to root for you but you're making it hard for me so but again but you know going back to the film i guess (laughs) there was a the gang scene they decide you know what kaneo says fuck you and kills all of them 
but for some reason leaves creeper alive which you would think creeper would put up a bigger fight but he ran out of bullets and he got he got a bunch of pipe bomb nails in his asshole so oh yeah that's true he did he was like climbing or crawling on the ground creeping well creeping and this (laughs) this next scene which we'll get to is just fucking the fact that i can say the words the facetime death scene that (laughs) that bugs me that really bothers me in like a film why why let's live stream me murdering someone this dude is a dumb ass so can i that that really makes you understand too like when you're in traffic you know and someone's driving bad you have to think about what's going on in their car you don't understand they're on a facetime watching their best friend get murdered and their wife you really don't you don't know if they're running the red lights just because yeah. it could be they're trying to save Shia LaBeouf. You don't yeah. get it. Like this fool yeah. cut me off. Oh no, it's okay. His friend is getting his face smashed in by a cowboy. Uh, sorry, a vaquero boot. You know, like yeah. What this is not all, this whole scene with the violence in this film is so brutal and is so out of nowhere and honestly just kind of unnecessary they just tried right. so hard to just be gross and be edgy it's, yes it's it's like being edgy just for the sake the whole time i was just thinking like the the target audience of this movie is like dudes who are at the club on a saturday that are just like step oh, on me homes like but they're not they yeah. work at home depot like or and I don't mean like outside. And I mean like they actually work there, <laughs> not Home Depot. But let's let's see what else. Like like I said, a Lexus dealership or like like they think they're cool. Yeah, it seemed like something a teenager would watch and brag. Oh, this is so fucking cool. This guy gets nails in his legs, and they're like slamming into it. It's so fucking yeah. hard. He like slams his fucking boot into his face. Right. It's so cool. It's like the Boondock so cool. Saints of like Mexican gangster movies. Yeah, they just something that someone would brag about because of how hard it is. But it's just it's not. It doesn't fit with this film. It just seems like it's the only thing they had going for them. Like oh, look how look how empty gross and hollow. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, because like, again, going back to training day, there was some violence. It wasn't too intense, but it really just characterized Denzel. Like that scene where like, okay, we have to shoot each other because we have to make it look like we didn't just kill this guy, which we did. And they go back and forth and it's intense, but it really, it's with the script and it really just builds on just, these guys are fucking insane. And it really has something behind it. But in this one, it's just like, oh, let's let's just murder Shia LaBeouf. Let's just like show how gross it's just eh. another in another place where you see like really gory crazy violence is game of thrones but it's always it always pays off somehow or it underscores like the brutality of the world and like it may you know you love this character and they die horribly and it just right it it just it makes sense in the context but in this one it's just like oh yeah let's bust up his legs because he spit at us or something and we're gonna take over like Like, what here's this mediocre well i mean bad gangster film let's well let's shoot someone in the face like let's make it really brutal for no fucking reason yeah and yeah so shia labeouf does die which so weird because i mean again we built him up with this badass and he's just He's but done. that's the problem. It's like the building up is just people constantly telling you he's badass, but you never see him do anything. 
Maybe that was like the- he smokes cigarettes and drives his car and eats sushi, and you're supposed to hate like think he's so scary. And maybe that was the thing where we find out he's a softy and he just has a hard shell. Cause they even mentioned it, like, oh, I remember that time he got wasted and started crying. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe that, but they didn't establish it at all. It was just, oh, he's a hard ass. Oh, now he's dead. Okay. <laughs> like you, you would have been more effective as even just pretending like, oh, he went to Iraq or Afghanistan. And then yeah. you just do like one of those cut twos where he's like torturing someone and they're like, oh, we're not supposed to do that, but don't tell the general. And he's just doing it anyways. Yeah. Like that, that would have been a really good way to, cause then it's like, oh, okay. You just immediately, your, your head does math. You're like, oh, he's a soldier. He's got training. He dealt with all that shit. He was kind of fucked up there. So now he's bringing it here. Okay. But yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't even and- know who he is or why he's creeper. It does yeah and then he fucking which and it's not even an hour into the film and he just dies and like okay it's just supposed to raise the stakes but i would have i could have taken more creeper i could have thought if he was part of the revenge (laughs) and maybe died like i could have not enough creeper (laughs) i think i would have taken more shy in this movie his acting was i mean it was okay but i was the only not his best yeah not it's like he could have done better but like his character was the only one i was like okay maybe something cool is gonna happen and then maybe it would like if we would have found out if he would have actually showed (laughs) at the very end like he gets revenge on all of them and like actually showing creeper creeping (laughs) it would have been fucking cool but no he just fucking dies just okay that's it it's, yeah, it's such a waste of like his his whole thing like his method acting and just the performance oh, and totally. the weirdness of all of it it's, it's like, really one of those examples of like you don't have to go this hard for a movie it might not turn out very good <laughs> he oof. but and then so he goes back to his wife our lead guy and he, he also can i say really quick yeah i love he's like running away and they do that hilarious thing that they do in some movies where he's running and then like there's a fence and there's dogs for some reason, but they have nothing to do with like, they're not, they're not Conejo's dogs. They're just dogs at someone's house. And it's like, he's running through the hood and there's dogs. Like, whoa. <laughs> and it's just it's so stupid. And then he Grand Theft Auto, like steals someone's car. He just pulls that guy out of his SUV. Yeah. And he, he goes home, but what's so weird. He has this scene with his wife and it's all touchy or whatever, like, you know, trying to keep them safe, keep the, his familia safe. Yeah. And they have this whole thing. But in the next scene, she's dead. I can't wait. You have this well, whole... he, because they go to a hotel in the city. They stay in L.A. Like, like what oh, the we got to get away. Let's book a hotel in our name. Down the At street. least drive through the grapevine, like get yeah, somewhere out of the somewhere. city. He's like, no, I'm going to go to downtown L.A. and get the nicest hotel room I can. And then it's not even that nice. It just. Yeah, not at all. It's probably like a decent room somewhere downtown, but it's not. It just it's like, what? And then, of course, that guy finds them. He takes the kids and kills her. He does kill her. And we get probably the weirdest scene in the film where you know what you do. When you find your wife just dead covered what do you do oh well i'll tell you it's so (laughs) it's so hot well you gotta strip her you get that bathtub going you gotta see her naked one more time before you gotta feel them titties and (laughs) take a bath with her just lay down you first her on top of you and just bathe and just cry 
just fucking <laughs> this scene was like what is happening it's just yeah really, when i also messaged you i was like you see yeah, this the is the parallel conejo bathes in evil magic blood and david bathes in the blood of his familia familia going back <laughs> to the theme sins his sins he's committed such sins and now he has paid for these sins in blood whoa <laughs> so deep <laughs> all the blood all that people that we said we killed but we didn't see die well we saw like a little montage but if again if they would have this movie is barely an hour and a half and they don't really show right. they're just like we have a montage of me doing bad shit so you know i'm doing hard shit oh yeah. no things like i have to pay for my sins why did i do that bad shit that you saw me do for like maybe a minute and a half <laughs> like no maybe if you actually showed him committing yeah. these sins but instead they only show him you know going to that one dude's house where's my money my kid has leukemia i couldn't pay for it like you know what that's a solid reason i'm sorry for <laughs> yeah, <that. you> just- <laughs> <laughs> it's never a problem again it's like what is what is that it's just to show us he's a good guy like okay i mean yeah because we could say that he has boundaries he has a good heart but we see too much of that we don't see him being a hard ass we just see a montage right. of him bragging about it which we could be lying we don't know but if they, we had maybe more scenes of him actually yeah fucking people up and actually like crippling them or doing shit but instead it's just again all talk it's no show well, And also that's like, that's actually a good moment for him to make a choice, right? If you're talking about screenwriting and character development and story and stuff, that moment when he's like, he has to get this 20 grand from this guy, he has it in his hands. And then that's a choice for that character to make. And then you can learn something about that person or they can grow or have consequences from the choice they make. And so like his choice that he makes is he leaves the money and he lets them have it to help the daughter. So then he leaves and then it never comes back to hurt him. Like he sort of, his wife freaks out or something, I think. And then his dad never on the phone later is like, I can't believe you gave him the money. You know, like it doesn't hurt him in any way. It's just like a weird thing that doesn't. And again, it's that whole thing of like, it's all these little disparate pieces that don't go together in any kind of cohesive whole like there's no spine to this movie to go oh okay yeah. this is like a little vertebrae off the, the stem you know like yeah it's such a lazy chain of events like you said it's just i don't i mean the whole thing again it's just you got this guy he wants to pledge allegiance with but our lead guy says no so he goes okay fuck you and he kills everybody and then yeah. our lead dude gets revenge and we're supposed to kind of i mean i was rooting for him like okay i don't really like this conejo guy seems a little rude a little rapey a little a little sacrificey if you will but (laughs) a little sacrificey a a little murdery but and then we find the only little foreshadowing we had just oh yeah i got the blood on my side and so he goes to that guy and goes, oh, hold on, ladies. Like, ladies, might want to clear the room. Oh. This looks a little above my pay grade. Wait, before before that part, though, uh, David goes to his cousin's house to dig up his money. He has like oh, yeah, 1.6 mil, as he says to his wife on the phone. And he's all stoked about it. And as he's like digging this shit up, he's like wearing a shirt. Then it just cuts and he has no shirt. And then just blatantly into the camera, his, te- his chest is like familiar. <laughs> It's we like cannot, on his chest. We like, cannot be any more subtle. What's the theme I know, we're going for? <laughs> literally surface level. And then then he like, what What was, oh, and then as he's digging, his cousin like brings him a snack. So it's like, it's just dig, dig, cut. 
tamale dig like it's just, <laughs> what the fuck and then then he's like inside and this is more of like this the showing and not telling or the telling and not showing it's like he he has all the money out and she goes damn how much is that and he's like 1.6 mil and she's like that's crazy <laughs> that's it that that's was... to say. whoa <laughs> that was well, in my a... front yard you know? that's a lot of money the, yeah. Where'd you get it? Oh, it's when Creaker robbed that 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah, which sounds like a much better movie when they... No, they robbed an armored car. Yeah, I know. It was something <laughs> crazy. Yeah, and then he's all talking about, oh, man, I miss him. Remember when he died like two hours ago? <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> I was expecting like a montage of them having good times driving around LA. <laughs> After that, yeah, just, yeah. oh, Creeper. It was from him. And yeah, because he, he goes back to the Bloods and they said, you know what? Fuck it. This is a good guy. It's a candle in the darkness. Yeah. Remember when I said that? That was so fucking clever. I wish someone recorded that shit. <laughs> but you know how everybody's it. always saying I should write Hallmark cards? Fuck, Yo, I boss, start... no one says that. They do. <laughs> oh, I did. And that's the spinoff of this film. He starts a, a Hallmark. <laughs> What's funny is that I, I just... That 90s rom-com with starring that guy. He moves <laughs> to New York and he like romances Meg Ryan. The funniest trivia that I, I read about a white girl. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest bit of trivia I read. There's not a lot, but that this movie takes place in the same universe of that movie Street Kings and Harsh Times, the other bad movies that David Ayer directed. Oh, so you're telling me this takes place in South Central LA? Okay. So you're saying it's still like that? Wow. But not training day? Like, isn't, wouldn't you want to include it? In uh, no, he didn't direct that though. It's the same oh. universe. Yeah, you can't fuck Antoine Fuqua. Wow. Fuck that guy's movies. Fuqua. Fuqua. <laughs> I'm sure he's heard that one before. <laughs> oh, most definitely. But then he kills them because he's a gangster. But. So we get our revenge. We get like the last 20 minutes. And I got we got that one scene, which was again such a brutal violence that I know. Yes. I have a comment is, about this. I love yeah, this. Yeah, when they they got the guy in the car, they're driving down the highway and he's not giving their answers. So what do you do? You you open the door and you shove his face onto the moving highway. Yeah, like 50 miles an hour. Yeah, and so it scrapes. Apparently, when you do that, it scrapes half of your face off. Right. And so nasty, so brutal. And like the CGI, which most must have been most of the budget for this little shot of the guy. Yeah, half of he, his face is gone. We see his skull moving. So he looks gross. like Two-Face in the Dark Knight. He's yeah, just... it was so just brutal and out of nowhere. Like, okay, maybe. Oh, what? What made me laugh was I was thinking like he goes, he goes, where are the kids? And he's like, my messages. And then I just thought how funny it would be if they were like, he like trying to unlock the phone and he can't. And he's like, it's got facial recognition. <laughs> now that would have been work ironic. Fuck, so why do we do that? <laughs> yeah. And, and then that would have been a good message. Phone. Like he yeah. passes out and dies and then they can't get the phone. Damn it. This is why 
crimes of passion you shouldn't do them like i know you're upset that your wife is dead but that would have again david are you listening to our fucking podcast because we got good ideas for you man i know really you really fucked up with this one and i don't know if there's really much of a comeback after Uh, yeah suicide squad and then this it's like how do you recover in your career yeah because again he's made some good movies and then this is such a giant step back this is such a you Such can never count film. anyone out though, because the way that the way that M. Night Shyamalan's career has gone and he's still That's making true. films. And apparently he's had some good ones. I haven't seen the recent good ones, but some well, of those movies are supposed to be pretty good. So what's interesting about that is that he made a movie, his movies have been shit, and then he made kind of a comeback. And he made a decent film called Split. And everyone's like, oh shit, he's got right. it, he's back. There's that grand grandparents movie too, right? The one it was weird. People think that it's good. It's not. It's okay. It's better than the happening, but that's not saying anything. But so So their expectations were just so low that they were right. And then he finally made it. It was, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was weird. But the thing about Split being good, that was a script that he wrote after he wrote The Sixth Sense. So this is something back when he was doing good movies and a script that he had written. So that's why he was back in that good mindset and making Oscar worthy films. So then he did that, but then he did glass, which was, it was God, it was bad. He's back. I think he's slowly, he's going back to his bad roots. He can't help it. He, they had a good intro. It's one of those rare films that the last 15 minutes just ruins everything that they had built up. Like it wasn't too bad. And then in glass. Was, yeah. The newest one he made. I haven't uh, seen, I haven't seen split or glass, but I know they're part of his little superhero. Yeah, universe, which is funny. People are getting excited about that. I'm like, are you really excited about like sort of super powered people? Like barely. Oh yeah. Like we're all, we were all so excited about this unbreakable sequel. Like who fucking cares? It's well, been so long. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we have the Avengers. Like why do I want to see strong Bruce Willis and delicate Samuel L. Jackson and like <laughs> He's weirdo James McAvoy who has he like makes different it. personalities. James McAvoy was the saving grace and is the reason you should watch split and maybe skip class. But, you know, it's really up to you. But Skip what? Class? Glass. Oh, glass. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can skip class if you want. I am too. I've been doing it for a while. But <laughs> the end of this film, which I said, yeah, like I, I just kind of tuned out. I mean, he gets his revenge and he kills Conejo with a, the bathroom. With the lamest flashback <laughs> of all time where he's like, it cuts back to like jujitsu class, which is like another payoff to a random thing that happens in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I mean, remember we going... were in that strip mall jujitsu place? Yeah. There was that such an awkward <laughs> scene where he's like, oh, he pulls over. Hold on. There's something I got to do. I got to do jujitsu with this guy. He was like pinning him down. And again, it was such a lazy foreshadowing. It's like, okay, here's this yeah. scene. Again, with like the bloods earlier. Like, okay, here's this scene. How is it going to pay off later? Because <laughs> here's him getting pinned down in a strip mall. Like, okay. Well, and also it's like th- that scene is... It- that's that's a good opportunity for you to see how frustrated or angry he is where he actually breaks the guy's arm and then it's like he can get away with it because he's a gangster but also it's like fucked up that he did that but no he just like fails and then he wins and then he leaves and you're like okay that's that was boring (laughs) what is this scene gonna mean later and we get it yeah because he goes against Kanego and he's losing really hard but then he remembers apparently if you know jujitsu you can survive waterboarding 
Yeah, he basically dies, but then he gets resurrected. He's like, me familia, like you killed my family, and that's rude. So well, he he, he earned he earned an extra life when he bathed in his wife's blood. Yeah, he got her life in return. <laughs> yeah, that was the soaking, but the soaking <laughs> the soul. Yeah, but he does. He ends up killing Conejo. We kill that girl. And then we finally call that guy. Oh, that yeah, that super hot girlfriend he has. It's a bitch. That's a bitch. She we didn't talk about girl. her at all. Her dope yeah, she has on in that one she, shot. She wears hats. <laughs> but <laughs> it's that's just like a weird shot where it's like, it's like a flashback to something that we didn't see. So it's not a flashback. And it's like her with like, he's leaving the hotel and then she has the children, but she's like holding the kids. But then the whole, all your focus is on her hat that says dope. on it. <laughs> it's like, why is she wearing this hat all of a sudden? And what does that have to do with anything? It's just, it's just like too obvious. It'd be one thing if she just had like an Adidas hat on, you're like, whatever it's people wear Adidas, but it's like, it just, it's like dope in big letters and it's her, her face. And she's just like, I'm a bitch. Like <laughs> she really was. She was a serial killer. I think it's pretty obnoxious of her. But she, she, yeah, she does head. put up a good fight, but she does die. Did she have any lines in this film? I didn't see her talk at all. Yeah, she says something before the pipe bomb and she shows up at the the quinceanera. Oh, we forgot about that whole scene where she shows up again, all these people who are mostly probably armed shows up at the quinceanera walks up to creeper and the lead dude yeah and points a gun and is like hey what's up fuck face and like, what, are you doing <laughs> here? what are you talking about do you check your phone and he looks down like, oh yeah you were hitting me up my bad <laughs> like you were good you're trying to call me and they have this such a big old confrontation being like conejo is wants to fucking own you you better respect that, that shit or whatever that's like another scene that's cool that that would have been cool to see that happens off screen is the george lopez's raid that goes wrong right yeah. like that would have been an, an excellent opportunity to have like a cool action scene that's fun and instead it just happens over like text messages yeah and not and uh, this scene would have been cool to show creeper actually do something but creepers just sitting there like hey that's that's weird you're pointing a gun at me i don't appreciate it <laughs> like look yeah you almost your legs off <laughs> it's like why why didn't creeper like go with them and then you get to see him like in action and then he he escapes but they take george lopez and cut his head off and then creeper like escapes and runs to the party and he crashes the keys in there he's like bro bro david 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 and then like <laughs> that, that would have been way more exciting and interesting and instead it's like there's just like a hot girl that shows up in club outfit and she's just like i snuck past everybody it's like <laughs> i don't yeah there's so many things that were built up so many opportunities that just did not did not work out they did have that one scene we were talking about the only thing we liked was that raid scene where they bust in his first right. revenge and it's like slow motion of them shooting people like that was pretty cool but it's the slow-mo speed up slow-mo thing yeah which was kind of cool but then again okay who are these guys <laughs> I'm a, oh it's part of conejo's gang okay we're just supposed to assume that if they had maybe established them as like people we knew and even the camera they were using wasn't that they, that they also don't even tell you how they know where they are they just yeah show they just the show door. up and shoot guys so it's hard they, for me they like, trick them with a white girl and then they're like all right get out of the way bitch <laughs> i know and they shove her <laughs> she just shows up like oh she's hot they open the door just kidding right. <laughs> and they shove her to the fucking side which is like another really awful message of this movie is that like women are just objects to be pushed aside. 
you know uh, yeah like they sacrifice a woman they make the women wallpaper they fridge the main character's wife by killing her and giving him a reason to do something yeah. like the whole the movie does not treat women well at all like yeah it's very which i guess what you know it isn't like what the gangster film roots so i guess so <laughs> but yeah. yeah that was the only thing like the positive i would say about it because the movie just kind of ends he calls the guy it was you said it was his dad because i didn't pick up on that is the, the oh guy. yeah when he's on the phone at the end with wizard and the in the jail wizard, cell yeah he, he says like dad, now you say you love me dad like <laughs> do you know what kind of life i've lived because you didn't say that he like literally says that and then then they cut to like on the wall there's little handprint turkeys that that david sent him as a child and it's like hanging up in the wall and you're like you're supposed it's supposed to be this moment where you're like oh my god wizard is his dad but it's like we haven't seen wizard for more than 20 seconds in this movie and when we did it was in shadow and not only that he just calls him at the beginning and that's it like why won't you fucking answer me and then he says oh yeah here you go but it's because the movie just ends he just looks at the camera and goes he literally looks at the camera goes like well what else do you want and then the movie just cuts to credits <laughs> what are we is... supposed to do now i mean we... <laughs> yeah, it would have been are you, are you happy now <laughs> like do you want me to like, kill someone else like i just am i <laughs> it's almost like he looked at the camera and was like do you guys think i'm tough yet <laughs> because is there anything else i can do to prove that i'm not gay <laughs> like can i do you think i could show clips of this movie to girls and get laid or you think so is that like am i hard enough yet but that's the message it's hard to be hard it was and this is a hard so tough it's how it's hard out there when you're trying to be hard hard uh, yeah hard these fucking guys these <laughs> these homes these homies these fucking... what did I, I texted you one other thing that was like i wanted the shirt what was it uh we were texting some pretty oh till the fucking wheels fall off <laughs> They say that line too, like three times. Oh man. It's like there Creeper was... says it to him and he's like, till the fucking wheels fall off. And his eyes are all open. And then the black guy says it to him later too. And it's like, why, why is this like some kind of through line I missed where they, everyone says this to each other? I love that in bad movies where they think it's cool or they think it's funny. So they do it multiple times just to remind us. Remember that line we said earlier when I was a candle in the darkness? Did you yeah. like that? <laughs> do you think that was poetic? I just came up with that. I will say I'm impressed though that they didn't. No one, no one, one time in this entire film said dead ass. I'm pretty amazed. Ah, uh, yeah, dead ass. I'm, I'm dead ass. Sure, they did not say that. That's like but, a weird, a weird slang that I've heard recently. But I hear it in the weirdest. Like I don't know anyone who says that, but I hear people like just walking by me saying it, and I'm just like, did I miss that one? Like when did that start being a thing? Yeah, I know. I don't know how, where any of the slang comes from. I'm not hip with the kids, with with the fellow kids, with the times. I'm just just yeah, recording I'm this podcast. That's all I got. But I mean, would you recommend people watch Tax Collector as like an enjoyably bad film? Only if you need if you need a drinking game movie and you yeah. just drink every time they say any of the phrases we mentioned. So uh, candle thing uh, till the wheels fucking fall off um for me every time you see the familia Familia. tattoo every time you see someone like do like a like a hard face where they're just like and they nod at someone 
you could take a drink like we could make rules that would be fun yeah. and it's it's just a it's a fun movie to watch if you've never seen it and you want to shit on something yeah that's yeah. the only purpose this movie can serve at this point right it will i will say yeah i do I'm watching it today it was a little annoying i was a little frustrated but overall the first time i watched it i was laughing at the it's just the choices they make and just so stupid and especially because this isn't a student film this guy has made movies yeah. he's made a couple good ones and he's written a couple good ones too yeah. so it, to it's see literally like it feels like a student film with a hollywood backed studio production right. yeah it's such a fall from grace and it's such a shocking thing from david Ayer. and just i do say i will for the lead guy alone is hilarious just to watch one of those guys try to be tough well, but they're not and at least with suicide squad when he when he directed that you can kind of write that off as like, well, studio intervention. There's a lot of people telling him what to do and he wanted to do stuff and they changed the script, blah, blah, blah. You could blame it on other things. With this one, I have a feeling like this was, you know, like that's like Suicide Squad's one for them. This is one for him. And so to me, it's like, and I'm, I'm assuming maybe he didn't want to do this either, but I just feel like this had to be like more of a movie that he had control over and he still let it kind of fall apart. And that's what blows my mind is because that's what everyone's saying. This is a return to form. He's got his own budget. The studio is not going to intervene. He's doing a gangster film. It's training day again. Yeah. Not so much. It's he ended up making the worst movie he's done yet. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. That was again, probably the second worst thing to come out in 2020, but yeah do you have anything you want to promote or plug while you're on here well um i am doing some shows but i'm assuming that your audience will not go or be able to go (laughs) i don't know who my audience is or where they are i should probably figure that out yeah i mean i have a show on friday i don't know when this comes out but friday the 19th in atwater california so if anyone lives all the way down there i have a show hit me up. I don't know. Follow me at Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter, at Epic Tiki on Instagram. Um, I'm doing a show at my house on the 25th called Corner House Comedy that Drew Absher and I are doing. Nice. So that'll be cool. And then I on the 26th and 27th, you can watch the Comedy Spot Film Challenge live stream where I have submitted a comedic short film that I directed. So if you want to judge my directing and writing skills and acting, and editing and everything because i did almost everything except uh i did i did i didn't do the makeup and i didn't but i bought it and i didn't do like the camera operation mostly and the sound operation but i did like everything else and i didn't there was some other i mean there was some amazing people in it that were acting and they were so good anthony k ali berta chris Teixeira, and my friend mike garland so there you go. All right. Great. I think that's a long plug. Good for you. Sorry. <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting it's okay. Sometimes I don't have anything, and other times I'm like, oh, there's things to tell you. So. You gotta flex, like, oh, I got something this time. <laughs> and yeah, just I guess try I'm trying to I think I'm 10 years too late, but try and follow me on Twitter. I post jokes, but I'm trying mostly just taking a screenshot and posting them to Insta so that way I can be on the right. main page. That's my goal is with Twitter. And Instagram just is a little career. better. Twitter sucks. It really does. Don't don't follow me on Twitter. But thanks for listening, guys. And yeah, enjoy. <laughs>